Greetings from Long Island, where every highway is a sunrise. It's time for Dave's Gone By, an hour of comedy, talk, and music brought to you by Total Theater, with your host, Dave Lefkowitz. You've never heard anything like it, so sit back, relax, squeal if you must. Here's the host of Dave's Gone By, Dave! Tropical hot dog night! Well, there goes the neighborhood on this very theatrical Sunday night, June 10th, 2007. It is the 225th episode of Dave's Gone By. And literally, the Tony Awards are just ending. I, I didn't get to see them because I've been here at the radio station. But we'll be talking with two different people who have seen the show and who were picks and predictions. In fact, they were part of our big Tony special this past Monday on this radio station, WGBB. We'll be talking later to Jeff Goodman, who's literally coming to the station after watching the show, jumping in his car, and going to be talking to us later on. And in a minute or two, we're going to have Simon Saltzman, who is also the co-host on that big special. Simon is the president of the Outer Critics Circle, and he's going to give his thoughts about the show that was just on CBS TV, as well as his thoughts on some of the winners and, and things that didn't win in this year's Tony Awards. But just before we get to that, got to do a little business. Remind you that this program is brought to you by Performing Arts Insider Theater Magazine. It is the Bible of Broadway, and listeners to this program did. 10% off subscriptions. Find out more at performingartsinsider.com. We're also brought to you by Hewlett Minuteman Press, the copy kings of Broadway, different kind of Broadway. This is a Broadway in Hewlett, Long Island, where they're right next to the new Lomans shoe store. Hewlett Minuteman Press, and also 10% off for Dave's Gone By listeners. We're brought to you by mortgagesrock.com. Not only can you get mortgages and loans and financing from them, but you can learn how to give your friends and colleagues and relatives and neighbors the loans, the financing that they need, and collect commission. They teach you how to do the paperwork, because that's all it is. It's paperwork on getting people mortgages. Mortgagesrock.com. And finally, fancy schmancy balloons for all your party and decorating needs. 516-797-3229. Well, let's go... Inside Broadway, well, actually, no, let's not even do the theme music. Let's just go right to what we're going to be talking about right now with Simon Saltzman on the line with us. Simon, you there? I sure am. Simon, first of all, I want to thank you so much for being part of the... Well, I have, a, I have an apology to make. You know, I forgot you asked me to watch the Tonys, and I was watching The Sopranos. You lie. Yes, I'm lying. I know you too well. Listen, I wouldn't watch The Sopranos as they were all uh, basso profundos. It's supposedly a very good show. I, I, I've seen parts of episodes. Violence just... from my taste. All right. That's okay. why I like Broadway. Okay. Well, <laughs> cool. So you have seen the Tony Awards, start to finish, well, from 8 to 11. Let's, let's start off by saying it is the best damn show ever in their history. I don't think we've ever seen a more exciting, fast-moving, oh my goodness. more wonderfully produced and stage show ever. What made it so different from well, the past? Well, well yeah, first of all, uh, the, the shots of Radio City Musical. I have a great fondness for that grand old 6,000-seat theater, having been an usher there when I was in high school. Oh, but anyway, the, the way they photograph that theater, I mean, that just gives you a thrill just, just looking at it. But 
mm-hmm. opening of this uh, uh, Tony's Award show, the dancers of a chorus line dancing in front of the theater was amazing. They were dancing on the street. Marvin Hamlish is banging away on the piano. Uh, you know, the, the theme from uh, Chorus Line. Now, was this live, or did they pre-tape this, like they did well, that subway thing a while ago? Okay. I would imagine, because otherwise I'd have to stop traffic. I mean, I don't know, but I'm, I'm sure it was pre-taped. But it was a tremendous opening. And uh, and they and then they had the director from, uh, the the actor who played the director in, uh, in Chorus Line, or is still playing it, uh, calling all the, uh, the cast of all the various shows uh, onto the stage. It was a thrilling mm. opening. Very we, we clever. All the show, all the cast from all the nominated musicals coming onto the great stage. Pretty cool. And it was good. And of course, Angela Lansbury, you know, opened up the uh, the awards. She looked, she looked magnificent. Well, she didn't win, though. No, no, she did not win. No, uh, actually, there were quite a, there were a couple of upsets. I, on my own personal list, I was surprised. I only guessed nineteen of the twenty-five awards. I thought I would have a, really a better score than that because a lot of them were considered shoe-ins, but you don't know who won, do you? Oh, no, I do. I actually yeah, I was keeping do. score on, on uh, Broadway.com. And, okay, and, uh, I mean, there, were some, there were some big upsets, uh, certainly as far as I was concerned. David Hyde Pierce, you know, took the award away from Raul Raul Esparza. Esparza. Okay. Uh, and I said literally took it away from him because uh, uh, he should have... Raul should have won that. I don't know. We, we should let people, we should also be a little more specific since we're more of a general show. David Hyde Pierce is the lead in oh, curtains. In, in curtains. In and Raul Esparza is in company. Kander and Ed show. However, I also want to uh, be a little picky on whoever it was that uh, came out to talk about Kander and Ed called them the greatest collaborating musical theater team in history. Did, did anyone <laughs> think to m- about Richard Hammerstein? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a, uh, that's a real goof. Uh, I mean, as wonderful as Kendra and Ebb are, they are and were. They they don't compare. Certainly, certainly not even the, the number of hits that Rogers and Hammerstein had. And some will even say Rogers and Hart to some extent. And Rogers and Hart as as well. You know, but uh, the the show was just moved so beautifully. I was surprised that Billy Crudup uh, uh, won. I thought he and Ethan Hawke would would cancel each other out. For Coast of Utopia. For Coast of Utopia. Yeah, that was an upset for as far as I was concerned. I mean. Sure. Billy Crudup was wonderful, or I believe he calls Crudup. Crudup, yeah. Crudup, yes, because he, he thanked the presenter for pronouncing his name properly. <laughs> so he was wonderful as Belinsky in, in the uh, Stoppard's epic play, but uh, anyway. I well, why was that an upset? You were figuring that on um, on actor in a play would have gone to... Would've no, no, I was going to feature an actor in a play, excuse me. Would have gone instead to what? One of the Radio Golf folks, or absolutely either one. Hmm. Well, they were great too. Either one. Yeah, Radio Golf got skunked, which yeah, I think might I be trouble. That it, it's 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 a gorgeous play, and it certainly may not be the best in the in the uh, in the August Wilson lineup, but it uh, it's it's a super play, and it should be seen. Mary Poppins also did not do very well. It, it eked out one award for uh, set design. No, but look at all the awards that uh, Crowley. Yeah, that's true. Bob Crowley, the uh, the designer. Twice. Well, he deserved it. I mean, on one level, I was disappointed that the Coast of Utopia took such a sweeping number of awards because I was bored by the show and I didn't really care about it. Oh, I'm sorry to hear you say that because I thought it was never boring. Oh, or, you know what? I'm it was exaggerating. Coffee, but I'm never boring. I didn't care. Yeah. Uh, I was not bored, but I was just sitting there going like, 
this could end now or it can end an hour from now, and I'll feel the same about it. Nothing's happening you emotionally. You rushing to the library to look up all those... Heavens no. It sent me rushing to the library... activists and <laughs> revolutionaries. And Actually, I went to the library to read the play. And I, didn't want to, I, I read half the play, and I was like, I'm just as not caring reading it. But yeah, but well, it won Coast of Utopia Utopia won seven awards tonight and some of them I believe that's a record isn't it for for play is it really oh I don't I don't know about the whole record book thing but I can't really argue with but some you know, of those awards. You know what impressed me moving yeah. on from that was sure. uh, was uh, Stephen Sater's very emotional thank you you know he got up you know for he Stephen he Sater wrote, wrote the, the book that you know the book and the lyrics right. for Spring Awakening which as you know we all expected. It would win uh, best musical of the year, but that was such a, a you know beautiful, beautiful thank you. And what what was so emotional? Show. It was just because he was very uh, emotional. What did you say? Well, he was emotional. He was just very, you know, it, it was just so beautiful, you know, uh, to see him so appreciative and you know he changing his life the way it did, you know, because he literally came from from nowhere in the in the sense that you know he didn't have a, a history with Broadway. Right. And uh, and did so did so well. Well, Spring Awakening won eight Tonys, to yeah. well, more than any of the other. Well, yeah. yeah. He'll be able to pay the rent now <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Oh, uh, that that you know, but that getting uh, talking about musicals, that not the curtains show. I mean, I just talked about what you know mediocrity. I mean that they did that uh, showbiz number. I mean, every time I see that, I almost cringe. It's so uh, derivative of. Other shows, other songs, and it's such a mediocre piece of piece of piece of work. A mediocre piece of work. No, I, I think it's a cute song. Right. You can't blame them. I just don't get it. You can't blame them for choosing that song. I mean, that's a Broadway kind of a song. I or, know, but it just made you want to crawl on, uh, crawl away and hide. What numbers think. did they do from Grey Gardens and Spring Awakening? What music? Oh well, they did the. the uh, the bitch number from Spring Awakening. They did do it. Okay, I was yeah, worried that yeah, CBS. That was, that was yeah. great, but of course, uh, you know, that's filled with so much of the that wonderful choreography by Bill T. Jones. Right. Who won? You know, it's a great ensemble number. Uh, it's got everybody doing everything, you know, and uh, I think it was one of the most exciting numbers of the evening. Good. Uh, as as was uh, Audra McDonald doing Raunchy from uh, 110 in the Shade. She didn't win, of course. You know, she she lost to Christine Ebersole. Right, for uh, Grey Gardens. The best actress in uh, in a musical, Grey Gardens. But uh, her scene that she did with John Cullum was glorious. I mean, she had the crowd going wild. She's great. She's and Mary great. Louise Wilson. What yeah. a wonderful thing for that. You know, well, maybe some people it. thought that she would be a shoo-in if Christine won, you know, because she plays the older Edie, you know, in Grey Gardens. But her, her uh, thank you was... was Beautiful and warm and well deserved, you know. Um, I certainly think that uh, Jennifer Ely uh, deserved the, her second Tony, featured yeah. actress in the play, again in Coast of Utopia. <coughs> and mm-hmm. uh, but as far as the choreography went, I mean, the show was filled with great dancing numbers. They did the Step in Time for Mary Poppins, right. part of a medley. Boy, they put a lot of. Mo- you know, I found out that the uh, shows had to pay for their own musical numbers. Uh, and uh, you could see where Disney didn't spare in any expense. They never uh, do. You know, with the Mary Poppins production number. But uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, as great as Raul Esparza is in, in company, he just had his one one song, 
you know, his, his big number. He did that solo without any backup. There were, I think there would have been better opportunities for certainly selling tickets if, yeah. if the show is what it's supposed to be about. Uh, so know. they just had him at the piano playing Being Alive. Being Alive. He did the Being Alive number. Yeah, out of context, I don't know if that's really going to... No, it's not going to do a thing. Yeah. I'll tell you, the show needed a little, if I can complain a little bit, needed sure. a little more humor, but it was, a lot of humor came with uh, um, Eddie Izzard. Oh, a guy. Very, very funny. I hate he gave him. a special event award. Yeah. Uh, and had a lot of funny things to say about it. You know how I hate puppets, and, and, and uh, <laughs> I don't hate them, but I never liked puppets or marionettes. And, but Jay Johnson uh, got the special yeah. event award. I suppose um, he was only in competition with one one other... Uh, the wretched Kiki and Herb. I'm so yeah, glad right. they lost. Yeah. Simon, did anything weird happen? Were there any accidents or any flubs? Oh, there was a wonderful accident. A big chandelier came down on the heads of the uh, the, the, the two people representing the League and the American Theater Wing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is it a joke or what? What? You know, a huge chandelier that came crashing down on their heads. And Jane Krakowski and John Mahoney quickly raced out and took their parts. And, of course, Jane put on a wig that looked just like the uh, the woman that was representing the league. And John Mahoney, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. No, but it wasn't a real accident, but it was it was a bit. It was a, a, a gimmick. I'm well, saying... Okay. Okay, okay. All right. I'm, I'm yeah, I'll admit that. Pushing yeah. it. No, but were there any, um, you know, awkward moments? No, or not, a, not wow. at all. Wow. Um, what... Uh, except they did a whole little... Um, a bit on musicals from this whole season, including the flops, which I thought were very interesting. But I don't know that you know they 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 flipped through those flops so fast that I don't know if anybody who didn't follow Broadway very closely would know what the hell's going on. Well, that, that, get to well that, so that was a big um, controversy that was being fanned for a week or two. When at one point some of the musicals that were well, in, they want yeah. you know, that was in regard to the shows that weren't nominated. Uh, but this this was uh, the whole season. Oh, they my goodness. Every, I mean, they had... Times they are changing and... Uh, oh, yeah. They had... You name it. It was it, was given, it was given about 30 seconds, or maybe not even that long. Good. So it was exciting for us in, in the industry, but, you know, you wonder if anybody that didn't go regularly would know what, what was going on. It was, But it was fun. It was, it was busy, busy. Did they do anything for the plays or just name them? Did they show cl- clips or... Oh, no, they, that was wonderful. They, sh- they did show short scenes, absolutely, you know. I saw you know, like it. Really also, it was wonderful to see Tommy Toon, I, you know, uh, the great uh, choreographer and, and performer. He came out, of course, he did, did a, a eulogy for all those who died during the, the year. Right. That was, you know, a, a very poignant part of the, of the show. It was great to see him. I'm sorry that he's not doing... But, you know, it was funny. What? All through the show, they, um, the, the commercial breaks were this, this uh, Viva Laughlin or something like that. Uh, that's a new show mm-hmm. that's going to be on television. I've never seen one show being plugged so much. Okay, uh, well... It's interesting that they would uh, pay that much money to... Uh, well, I guess if you show something once on the Super Bowl, people will, like, well, God, talk about it. You guys show 20, 20 times. 20 yeah. times, I think, uh, the same commercial came on. You know, we had to watch all this, this show about Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Las well, it worked. You're pushing it now. You're helping them out. Thank you very much. Anyway, Simon, I want to thank you so much for helping us out, both on the GBB. Oh, by the way, Julie White won. What a surprise. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, she know? was great, but nobody. I mean, that that you know, came out of nowhere. 
I'm, I feel sorry for Eve Best because she was so good in The Moon for the Misbegotten. But right, right. But oh, oh, good. And Fantasia was also great. You know, she she did a number from Color Purple. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't watch television, so I don't know anything about her. Didn't know anything about her. She was one of those, uh, you know, one of those uh, uh, winners on those. Yeah, on American Idol or something. American like that, Idol. Yeah. She was sensational. Yeah, people know. have said now that she has gone into The Color Purple, which was a show from last year. It's right. a whole new show. That, that she really explodes it. But David Hyde Pierce, David Hyde Pierce, oh my <laughs> God, please. You're going to have a sleepless night tonight about that. I can, I can tell you. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's okay. He's a good guy. Well, Simon, don't go to sleep because you'll want to listen to the rest of Dave's Gone By tonight because you know who my guest is? I wonder if it's going to be someone named Jeff. Well, aside from Jeff, Jeff Goodman will be here later, but we also have cabaret actress, well, cabaret singer and actress Christine Petty, who is currently oh, yes. yeah, in, in talk radio, and you know her from Forbidden Broadway. Of course. So, so hope you'll be listening. I will. Thank you so much for being part of this and part of Dave's Gone By, and have a wonderful new season. Well, Simon thank Saltzman. You. Thank you for asking for my humble opinion. <laughs> Anytime, man. <laughs> All right. Good talking to you. Thanks, Simon. Okay, Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Dave's Gone By. This is the Petty Files edition of the show. <clears throat> because we'll be talking to Christine Petty right after these messages. Minute Man, the superheroes of photocopying, printing and binding. Minute Man, no job too big or small. Minute Man, family run since 1975. Minute Man, 1315 Broadway in Hewlett, Long Island, next to the new low store. Tell them they've sent you for 10% off. Minute Man, hero of our photocopying dreams. The best Broadway magazine just got better. More listings, more contact numbers, more inside information in Performing Arts Insider. And not just Broadway, off-Broadway, off-off, dance, cabaret, opera. As one dramaturg put it, Performing Arts Insider is a gold mine of information for the theater professional. 21 times a year at your doorstep, the whole world of theater, with 10% off for Dave's Gone By listeners. Visit PerformingArtsInsider.com or call 516-295-1511. 516-295-1511. Performing Arts Insider. It's Broadway the best way. You don't have to pay big bucks on Broadway to enjoy a funny play. You could sit in the comfort of your living room or bedroom and read a whole book of hilarious comedies by the one and only me, Dave Lefkowitz. Marriage, Babies, and the End of the World. Filled with my unique humor, satire, and spoofery. If you like my show, you'll love my book. $20 hardcover, $12 soft. Buy it at davesgoneby.org. Marriage, Babies, and the End of the World. It says it all, doesn't it? Well, hello, Aru. Oh, I am so excited. This is so wonderful for me to be here, to be talking to one of the funniest, the sweetest, the most adorable and talented ladies in all cabaret and all theater. Oh, oh, I'm just wiggling all over because we're going to be talking to Christine Petty. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever seen Forbidden Broadway, you've probably seen her there. Even if she wasn't on stage, her spirit 
would be on the stage of Forbidden Broadway. Plus, she's on Broadway now in that little show Talk Radio with that darling Liv Schreiber. Ooh. And she's going to be doing her own solo show at the Metropolitan Room on West 22nd Street. So we're going to hear all about this from the amazing, the delightful Christine Petty. Christine, are you there? Hello. Sure. Hi, I'm doing all that. Yes, I, you're such a busy, busy person. Was it always like this, or, or did it take time for you to get your career going and wait for the <laughs> phone to ring and have weird people like me calling up? I'm always waiting for the phone to ring. Uh, I never scan my calls. I, I, you know, I'm always, I always, and I don't have caller ID, so I'm, I'm always curious who's on the other end. Well, that's the only way I got on, on stand for you, of course. If you're singing I, uh, with me. Oh. I, yeah, I know it. I, I know it's not always been this. Busy work-wise, but I've I've always been this busy looking for work, <laughs> creating work, and I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. I think that that's a misconception. People don't realize that to be a performer, you have to be a a business person, and you have to have a highly functional mind when it comes to working at your desk. Oh dear! Well, that that cancels me out. Is this your first time on Broadway? No, I was in Little Me on Broadway with Martin Short. Oh my goodness! Is he as hysterical off stage as he is on? He's, yeah, he's pretty. He's a pretty funny guy. I mean, you know, he's uh, uh, nobody's quite as, as as zany as they appear on stage, but but he's he likes to laugh. Oh, good. Do you have any good Martin Short stories? Oh, or Martin Short short stories. We can we, either way. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. I I really. Uh, you know, I, I just know that when we did Little Me, there was a revolving door, and he would run through the revolving door as one character. There'd be five lines on stage, and then he'd come back out as a different character. And this this shift from one character to the other happened about, I don't know, three or four times in the scene. And when he was inside the little, um, when he was behind the revolving door doing a real quick change, yeah. one, of, one of the chorus girls always used to flash him. But she'd always have something different on her boobs in, in the form of a pasty. One time it was credit cards. <laughs> his credit cards, actually. Another time it was birthday candles because it was his birthday. Um, any number of things that you know we could find backstage. That was a fun memory. Oh, I can. Ooh, I can imagine. Well, I, I wish it were a chorus boy. That would have been much better. But it's still a wonderful story. Isn't it? Of course, boys don't wear pasties. So anyway, but... Well, not up there. <laughs> Yes, I'm sorry. Please continue. No, that that was that was that was the extent of that story. And he's a funny guy. He's just a funny man. Um, well, well, is, is Liev Schreiber as funny? Somehow I doubt that. Liev Schreiber is not as funny as Martin Short, um, but he is. Uh, he has really raised the bar as far as the level of excellence that I'll probably assume everyone in the theater is going to rise to. You know, and 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 I don't know if that's always going to be the case. I, you know, I feel bad for the next cast that I um that I have the pleasure of working with because this cast, uh, starting with Liev, but all the way down to you know the person with the fewest lines, is a, a, you know a thoroughly. Um, well, they would be hard pressed to match the folks that you're you're dealing with. Oh, I think we, is it is it is the loveliest cast, the funniest cast, the most supportive cast. Um, we enjoy each other's company. We all get to the theater a half hour before half hour just so we can sit outside at the al- in the alleyway of the Long Acre and, you know, drink our coffee. And I make cookies for the cast. That's my little... Oh. Yeah, it's true. I show up with my little tins of cookies and, 
and we really, really enjoy each other's company. You're like the Amy Sedaris of talk radio. It's amazing. I love it. Oh, yeah, you know, she does that, too. They're, and, you know, Christine Lavin likes to bake. Funny you, women like to bake. Do you know Christine? She's been a friend of, of Dave and a friend of the show. She's such Christine a Lavin wonderful a lady. Living doll. I've been a fan of hers for 20 years, and the fact that I know her now is such a joy. And the fact that she is as lovely and charming and fun-loving and good-spirited and warm-hearted, as you would expect from somebody um, who writes the song she writes. You know, she's just, and she's edgy and, fun, and you know, sarcastic, but in the... It, 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 oh, she's a, no, she's a total, unbelievable sweetheart. I, I speak for Dave, I speak for myself, I speak for people I've never met. That's just me. I'm, it's a psychosis of mine. And, I and love her. Well, she's a baker, though, you know, and, and, the, and the reason I love... And we love the same things, like she loves bread puddings. She has a recipe. She has a song uh, that is a recipe to bread pudding set to music. And I know she does these. These it's either for Christmas or New Year's, where she has this party and she bakes this big old thing. And uh, Dave was invited at one point. I wasn't. I uh, I hold no hard feelings about that. That's right. I, a small apartment. I'm sure she has. So. But anywho, and back to you. This is all about you, Christine. Yeah, let's make it about me. I'm going to be at the Metropolitan Room. Now, what are you going to be doing at the Metropolitan Room? It's a show called Great Dames, and it's just um, a, a mixture of some of the stuff I did over the years in Forbidden Broadway with some of the stuff I've created since then, um, uh, you know, as far as impressions go. And then just basically songs about or made famous by the great ladies of the stage and screen. They have a very strong female uh, diva vibe to them. Are you allowed to get away with doing serious stuff? Or when you do your cabaret, it's always got to either be really funny or light, if not ha-ha hilarious. Well, I guess it depends. Every time I've done serious stuff, people have been very supportive and, and, and um, you know, complimentary. Um, I did a Condon and Green show, which had a few simple ballads in it that everyone seemed to really enjoy. And then people would come up to me and say, you should really sing in your real voice. It's very beautiful, you know. And, you know, I'd say... Thank you for discovering that. Wow, I had no idea. Um, it's that, you know, people have, haven't had an opportunity to hear me sing in my real voice or sing straight, as it were. And, uh, oh, I've never sung. I've never done anything straight, but that's I know. Me. Well, it takes a lot of concentration and years of practice, so I don't know if you're going to want to do that. But um, So, you know, I, my goal in the future is to, is, to, is to, you know, incorporate a little more of that into the show because I know it'll be just, just as entertaining. However, in the case of this particular show, I decided to stick with what people are accustomed to because I'm going to be recording it for a CD. Ooh, Wiggle, what, what label? Uh, my own little label. You have a label? Well, I guess I do now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to record it. And, you know, well, if people want to buy it, they can On these days, CDs are being phased out anyway. You might as well just do it straight as a download or something like that. What do you mean they're being phased out? What, in, in a very, eventually, it's all going to be on. Oh, it's so cold and heartless, isn't it, the world? Well, I felt that way about records. There's nothing tactile about it anymore, but... Um, I know. I don't like it. I, I like to get the, the artwork, and I like to get the, you know, the packaging that the artist intended and stuff like that. So, we'll see, but it doesn't matter. I You know, I'm recording it, so uh, whether I sell it in, on a disc or whether I... You know, sell it via a click of a mouse. It'll it'll hopefully be accessible f to people, and um, and that is my and I've never done a CD so. 
Oh, my goodness, really? Uh, well, I've done the Forbidden Broadway CD, right. but I've never done a solo CD. So there will be, in this show, there will be many impressions and funny songs, good, you know, show-stopping songs associated with, you know, musicals, um, uh, you know, that, that are connected to great, great Broadway-leading ladies, um, well, I, I should tell everybody, I, I guess I've, I've forgotten to until this point, that you were a Drama Desk nominee for Forbidden Broadway. You won a Los Angeles Ovation Award for that. You, you won a Mac Award, which is the big old cabaret thing, for Judy and Liza Live, which you were both, right? You were Judy and Liza? Tommy, no, no, no. Tommy oh. Femia was Judy. Tommy Femia, right. Yeah. Because I know on Dave's Gone By, they had a, um, there was like a person named Carol Channing recently. That he had on the program. That was very cool. So, oh, so Richard Skipper? Yes, of course. Richard Skipper. He was here. He was hilarious. He was Well, blind. I've done Carol Channing many, many times in Forbidden Broadway. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it, it's times. like you in the... Fl- could, could you do that little line about money and fertilizer? I just love that. Oh, money is like manure. Uh, yeah, uh, it, 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 it should be spread around, encouraging young things to grow. Yes, it was something like that. Thank you. I can't go near Carol Channing without wanting her to do that. I don't know why. Anyway, I can't go near anybody without wanting my neighbors. I just say, please do do the manure line, and and they avoid me. No, yeah, sorry. Fertilizer. Let's let's talk about. Well, did you mulch anybody when you had a role on The Sopranos, the big old TV series? I myself was uh, killed. Oh. I was not bumped off. I was uh, in a car accident. And then for for episodes and episodes, my character's husband could not defrost my ziti in the freezer. That's what the ziti thing was about. Yes, he could not defrost my ziti. He was in such deep mourning. Now, did you have to... Did they show the car accident on TV when... when no, no, they didn't show nothing. The last thing they showed me was uh, leaving the church uh, ladies' luncheon with the... Uh, centerpiece in my hand on my way to get my crown fixed at the dentist. <laughs> well, no, because I was going to ask what it would be like to actually have to do your own death scene. That's something I can't even oh, think Dave, about. Dave, I look forward to the day when I can tell you what that's like, but at the moment, <laughs> it's not, there's nothing not looming on the horizon. No death scenes for me at the moment. Well, uh, well thank so, goodness. And by the way, I'm not Dave. My name is Peter Fitzgerald. Oh, Peter, that's right. Dave's, uh, where the hell is Dave? But anyway... Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, hi, hi, Christine. This is Dave Lefkowitz. How you doing? I, I'm just in the background here, having a wonderful time hearing your uh, your interview with Peter. So uh, I'm, I'm around. And, and, and helping me deal with my feelings of abandonment. Thank you. Well, what, okay. Then I'll ask you the childhood thing. What, what was? Uh, did you have a good childhood growing up? Were your parents kind? Were they psychotic? How were they? <laughs> no, they beat me and locked me in the closet. Hey, I, I'm just in the middle of reading a book about Warren Zevon. That, yeah. that came out by his, his widow, even though they weren't married for a long time. And if I tell you his his issues with his parents and, and the way he treated his kids, you wouldn't want to know anything you could tell me about your, your parents and your lifestyle is nothing compared to what is in the pages of this book I'm oh, reading. So, yeah. yeah, you can't even imagine. So yeah. you did, but you did have a oh, normal issue. perfectly fine suburban Suburbs of New York, suburban childhood. I didn't really do very much theater until uh, I was in college. Um, uh, I was not really aware of the theater. My parents didn't really listen to music or the radio or anything, so I came up, happened upon it through the movies and um, high school plays. And when I was in high school, I discovered what a musical was, and I discovered that my library 
had um, an amazing collection of cast recordings. I mean, it had My Fair Lady in about seven languages. Wow. And, um, I, I uh, only opted for the American the English language, but they had it in Russian and Hebrew and Spanish. It was unbelievable. Oh, my, my favorite is the Urdu. It, it's, it's an extra half hour because they throw in all these extra syllables, but it's so oh, good. Oh, funny. I love internet radio. You can surf stations and music for free and listen anytime on your computer. And I love Live365.com for playing vintage episodes of Dave's Gone By Saturday nights at 11. And I love the comedy channel they're on, DFSX Radio. But those letters, DFSX, who can remember that? Good thing you don't have to. Just go to davesgoneby.org and click the link, Saturday nights at 11. Spread the radio love. Ah, fine wine, great books, priceless antiques. All that's missing is something to listen to. But of course, episodes of Dave's Gone By. The music, the comedy, the perceptive talk. Entire shows preserved on compact disc. Any episode you choose, just $11, shipping included. No home is complete without Dave's Gone By on CD. So visit davesgoneby.org because you're worth it. Check or play as English actors do. You might win 
might do a special or two. Stupid head is fictional, non-tinkly curve of Even though the sound of it may give it grandioseness, so damn you can choke on all the peppers What was the first musical or play that you were in as a high schooler kind of a person? I was in an all-girl production of Godspell. Boring. No. With Angela LaGreca. I don't know if you know Angela LaGreca. Oh, she's a cabaret lady, too. She's a comic and a cabaret performer. And and then I... It was kind of boring, but it was the first. But then the first... The boring part was it was just all girls. I mean, yawn. And and then the, the first big proper musical I did was... For the, uh, I went to an all-girls high school, which explained that. Double yawn. Yes, and uh, then I, um, but then the all-boys high school had uh, mounted a production of Bye Bye Birdie, and I was in the chorus of that, and that was terribly exciting. And then um, a year or two later, I finally got a lead after being in the chorus. I finally got a lead in Hello Dolly, and I didn't play Dolly. I played Irene Malloy. Well, of course. I mean, you were what were you seventeen? Of course, you weren't I was Dolly. Like Fifteen, actually. Right. So. And um, so. And I was a soprano, and that's how, you know, I studied soprano when I was in high school. I went to a singing teacher in the neighborhood. I paid her, I think, $6, and I'd go to her house every Sunday. And and um, that's where my my roots are musically. And then in college, I started doing community theater in Westchester, and I did a lot of community theater. I did Mac and Mabel. I did, I, but I got leads. I got Mabel Norman and Mac Mabel, Ava Perone, uh, Audrey and Little Shop. You know, I didn't know that uh, Ava Perron was in Mac and Mabel. Must have been a very small... <laughs> I did. Uh, <laughs> I, as a matter of fact, I played Ava Perone in Evita at the Chappaqua Drama Group, and my Che Guevara was played by John Tracy Egan, Broadway's last Max Bialish doc. Oh, my God. Oh, I love these six-degree things. Uh-huh. Don't you, Dave? Yeah, yeah, I think they're kind of cool, Peter. Yeah, oh, oh boy. Oh, but tell me more. Tell me, how were your parents when they realized that you were going to be trying to do this as a career and not just a student? I think um, they were fine with it because it wasn't like I was making much more money, you know, as an administrative assistant, which is what I was doing prior to... You know, I, I had a real job after college, which I couldn't stand. And um, I was the arts editor of the radio station at Fordham University, so I got to see a lot of theater for free. And as a result, that really started to whet my appetite. And then after I graduated, I did all that community theater, and then I just wanted to do more of it. And after about two years of um, unhappiness, I just quit my job and and decided to temp until I could get it. Mm-hmm. A, a job, but I didn't know anybody in the business. I didn't have one friend who was a professional performer. I just bought backstage, and I really learned from the bottom up, one miserable little, you know, step at a time. It was very difficult. My first big break was, 
years later uh, um, in the National Non-Equity Tour of Forbidden Broadway. So did you also try out for plays, or, or was it really just going for musicals? Anybody in a musical would like to be in a play, and anyone oh. who says otherwise is probably lying to you, but they don't give people, musical theater performers very much opportunity to do that. There's discrimination, there's profiling, there's pigeonholing and compartmentalizing. and you know, oh, I, you I was pigeonholed one time, it at, hurt. You know, I mean, look at talk radio. I'm working with Eric Bogosian and Robert Falls and Leah Schreiber, and these are all, you know, Play people. lights in the straight, non-musical theater. And I'm just very fortunate that Bob Falls, you know, it, it didn't assume that I was going to break out into song every time I... You know what I mean? And that so there's still that, there was, that stereotype is still there, like the oh, musical it's, it's, only do musicals. Of course it's still there. It exists in London as well. Not quite as much, but it does. Um, and that's just the way it is. And it's, it's frustrating. And there are a couple of people that swing back and forth. You know, Deborah Monk does it. And, um, you know, it can happen. And, but, but Deborah Monk swings back and forth? Well, I'll have to talk to her. Yeah, you, but you, know. her, you ask her about that swinging she does. And, and it's <laughs> hard, you know, and... and um. But I'm a very, very happy. I love not singing. Oh, I love oh. to sing, and it's always going to be my, my sanctuary, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have that, you know, as, um, as a skill, and I, and it's, it's my favorite medium, cabaret performing, which is why I, I mean, I really love it. It keeps you active, and it keeps you artistically um, gratified, even, even when you're not working, you know, for money. You can still find a place to stand up on a stage and sing a song. However, it's lovely to also be functioning eight times a week as a as a straight actress and you know be and, and be taken seriously in that in that uh, in that well, role. I can barely function twice a week as a gay man, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying Viagra for that. Anywho, we are talking with the wonderful, the delightful Christine Petty. Is it Petty? Petty? How do you Petty? Christine Petty. I'm a, I'm a Petty file this this uh, this oh, evening. Oh, I've never heard that before. Uh, I'm sure. Well, well, I'm taking my pedicure as we speak. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll take a Petty cab right over to you because I want to also ask a few other things of you. First of all, the you have this connection with the work of Gerard Alessandrini. I mean, you've got that Forbidden Broadway break. Sure. And what? Why was it kismet? Why is it magic? I don't know. They, when I went to the audition, they asked me if I did any impressions, and I said, "Well, I do my Italian grandmother. I'd never done an impression of a celebrity in my life." And they said, "Can you do Carol Channing?" And I said, "Well, anybody can do Carol Channing." And so I did Carol Channing, and they asked me to do Merman and Patty Lapone, and I did. Now, but you had never ever even tried thought of doing them before? Not, you just stood up there? Not seriously. Oh, no. oh. but you had... You know, you seriously, I was more like just a storyteller who always, who always, you know, um, used silly voices or tried to imitate people in her stories because it was just more effective that way. But I, I didn't think I'd become an impressionist. I thought they were very specially skilled people, and I certainly wasn't that. Um, but after... What happens is, I mean, if you heard the impressions I did on that day, that first day, and, and you heard the same impressions my impressions of those same performers now, is the difference would be like night and day. Um, and, and I just got better at it. I got quicker and better at figuring out how to do voices. And Is there a trick to it? Is there something that you can teach people? Or no, do they have to have I don't a, think no, so. It's in the voice box. It's just one I of those just things. Don't think, it's more in the ear, actually, oh. I think, than even in the voice box. I hmm. really do. Because... because 
there are, there's, in, in a couple of instances, there's somebody who I haven't been doing very well. I know I can do, but I'm just not getting it. I'll hear somebody else do it. And you'll find... Oh, you'll... and if I hear somebody else who does it really well, then I can, tr- in turn, pick it up and sometimes do it better than theirs. But they just, you have to find the specific mannerism in the voice, and sometimes you're just not figuring it out. And, uh, for instance, like Ellen DeGeneres, I can't figure out how to do, but I've heard somebody do her, you know, and it got a little easier. And that's someone, if I actually wanted to do an Ellen DeGeneres, I don't know that I would listen to Ellen. I think I might check out other people's impressions of her. Well, I mean, everybody does somebody else doing Cagney. That's just the way impressions sort of go along, especially for the lay person or, or lay man, if, if right. we must get sexual about it. But can you do a little Ellen for us? Is there a way? No, or it stinks. Oh. It just stinks. My go- so is your best your Carol, or who's your best? Well, Liza's just wonderful. Liza's terrific. You know, she's probably one of my best. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> I also love doing Bernadette Peters because I think she's so cute when she talks. You know what I mean? And um, Carol Channing's wonderful. And um, there are other people that I don't get to do very often. Excuse like me. I, I, Davis. I'm sorry. I'm having a heavenly moment here. I'm just, I'm just tingling oh, John over. Rivers, John Rivers, I love to do John Rivers. Please, can we talk? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm so excited. But have you, I'm sure you've been asked this before, but what has happened when you've been doing these impressions and you've had in perhaps a, a gala evening and the person's there whom you are imitating? The impression is not usually the issue. The issue is what the, imp- what the dialogue is that you're using and you're speaking whilst doing the impression. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, Richard so, Skipper is very, when he was on the show, he made very, very clear, it's like, he runs everything by Carol Channing to make sure that she's not saying anything remotely negative. Well, I'm not, uh, I'm not a fan of, of raking people over the coals in general. I really don't like to do it. And so, you know, I try to make fun of uh, their life as opposed to them, you know, things in their life that they themselves would probably find, you know, ridiculous. Because you're trying to go into their personality, not make fun of them. Absolutely. But and make I, fun of the things, the world, the way they would. Yeah, and I, and I just don't, I mean, if it's, it, it, you know, there are very few celebrities I don't like, and um, Except you know, for I'd that. probably be prone to make fun of the younger, goofier ones like Britney Spears, but I, you know, like I haven't, I haven't gotten an impression, I haven't, I haven't really spent a lot of time working up impressions of, you know, Celine Dion or Britney Spears or the pop people because that means I have to listen to their songs and <laughs> recordings and I don't really want to. Um, I remember when I was trying to perfect my uh, impersonation of Zasu Pitts, it just it never came together after years of watching her movies. I tried. I love Zazu Pitts and I have a picture of me in front of her star in the Hollywood Walk. <laughs> oh my God. See, that was just another serendipitous moment. I'm, I'm so thrilled. Are you still on the radio? I'm on Sirius Satellite Radio, Broadway's Best. Ooh, well, when are you on and how can people... I'm on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 3 and Sundays from 6 p.m. to midnight. And what do you do there? I host Broadway's Best. It's a, it's the Broadway channel and I host a program and I play music from the theater and sometimes do interviews. Lovely. Is that, how, how is it there now that they're, they're doing the merge thing and things... Oh, that's all. Fluff? That goes on behind closed doors. I'm, I've never been very good at uh, corporate gossip and, you know, water cooler conversation. I really stink at it. You know, I, I just, it's, 
it's all above and beyond my comprehension and um and usually not very connected to the quality of the programming usually it's just a separate motivating force behind all of that so i let them take care of it and uh and you just happily do your show on, on the thing. Hopefully, thinking. when the dust settles and they come to a conclusion, they'll they'll spend a lot more money on the Broadway channel. That would be good. And and, and they don't just make it 24 hours pre-recorded, you know, just show tunes on, on a computer, because I'm afraid that's where everything's going these days. We need people. We need humans I know. in front of microphones. Or even people like me. A lot of children like listen to my program. A lot of children. And it's devastating to think that, you know, they might get rid of, live DJs because, you know, if you're going to hear memory from cats, you know, over and over again, you could at least hear an interesting story. Is there an interesting story? <laughs> oh, there's a, there's always an interesting story. One that you can tell children? Or, or or an idea or a point of view or, you know, or a gentle jab. There's something. And the kids love it. Kids love this music. Love it. And I am so happy that there's an outlet for them. And um, when I was a kid and when you were a kid, there wasn't. You know, there was just very little available to us on a on a broadcast, in the broadcast realm, um, to listen to and to educate us. And, and, um, and, and these kids have this, 24 hours of commercial-free music of the theater, plus commentary from two people, myself and Seth Rodetsky, who are active in the theater, active in the theater, in the theater community. Um, you know, and we don't just... You know, audition for stuff. We actually go to the theater. This is you know, true. I'm, love and, the theater. And, and by the way, we just love talking to you on on this on this radio program. We are talking with Christine Petty. We're, we're gonna have to let you go in a moment. But I do have one bit of career advice for you. For goodness' sake, it's time to update your website because I checked it, and your last blog was from 2005, and you were getting eye surgery. How did that go? <laughs> Oh, it went fine. I haven't blogged because I thought the blog mechanism was broken. I just found out from my webmaster it wasn't broken. There was a mechanism to call in blogs, and that was broken, but I didn't know. So uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm – I might be too lazy to be a blogger. I'm not sure. But um, Well, you can do it more than once every two years. I think that's, I think that's a fair Well, I actually of. didn't because I thought it was broken, but you're right. Okay. Oh, I thought you went blind. That, that really scared me. <laughs> That'll be the first entry in the second. That'll be the first line of the second entry, you know, two years later. It'll be, no, I haven't gone blind, but for those of you drama queens out there who thought that's why I haven't blogged. Well, I hope you credit me for that joke, and I love that laugh. That is the, I'm going to excerpt that laugh and use this again and again on this do. program. I love my laugh, and I hate when people turn around and look at me when I laugh. I just go, oh, screw you. Who are you looking at? Shut up. It's funny. You know? Have oh. you ever noticed that people in theaters, when somebody's laughing too loudly, people turn around and look at them? Oh, because that can be scary. I, that has happened when someone repeatedly laughs throughout a show that is kind of funny but not that funny, and you start turning around and like, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, that's maybe. But that's like Max Cady in that, that film with, um, not Gregory Peck, well, the remake was with Gregory, Kate Fear, when they go to the movies, and, and Cady's laughing behind them at everything. Uh. But I, that I understand. However, when I laugh, it's always because it's brilliantly humorous. Oh, oh! Well, thank you so much. And I'm not one of those people. And uh, <laughs> well, whoever is staring and looking at me is clearly humor-free. Well, and, uh, mm-hmm. and you really ought to really ought to just you know 
take a pill. Well, we have I taken a wonderful, wonderful, delightful pill here with... with <laughs> I'm, I'm not that great at segues. I make bad jokes, good jokes, but bad segues, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Everybody, go see Christine Petty in talk radio up until it's June 24th is the final yes, day, right? And then please come. To, my website is christinepetty.com, P-E-D-I. And it's, uh, there's information on the Metropolitan Room. The show is called Great Dames. And if you come, you'll be part of a live recording. Oh, goody. Oh, I'll, I'll be sure to come and do my laugh constantly, even in the serious songs. <laughs> oh, dear. You, you'll be staring at me, that's for sure. I'm kidding. I joke. It's been, Christine, it's just been a thrill. I thank you so much and wish you best of luck in your career, in your life, in your music, model, and everything. Oh, I don't know what that means, but I think it's good, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. That's the food, isn't it? No, that's pasta. <laughs> it was great. Thank you. MortgageIsRock.com, 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 MortgageIsRock.com. Online trading, it's free, it's fast. Need no explaining, designed for your success. It's easy to be the bomb at MortgageIsRock.com. MortgageIsRock.com, 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 MortgageIsRock.com. You want to buy a watch? No? How about a dishwasher? Vacation to Europe? Well, what's wrong with selling my stuff this way? How else? Advertise on Dave's Gone By? Take a 30 or 60 second ad on the radio? I can't afford that. I can. And I'll reach thousands of listeners all over America? Well, how do I... Dave'sGoneBy.org has all the info. Rate card and everything? Done deal! Hey, before I go, wanna buy a raincoat full of watches? Hi, this is Christine Petty. Sometimes I'm Joan Rivers, and sometimes I'm Liza Minnelli, and sometimes I'm Carol Channing. But I always listen to Days Gone By on WGBB. That's right, Christine Petty certainly does, and we thank her so much for being a wonderful guest in the neighborhood. We are all pedophiles here in the neighborhood. And remember, please, everybody, go see Talk Radio before it ends on June 24th. It's a pretty terrific production, and you got to see Liev Schreiber do his thing, even though he didn't win the Tony tonight. Let me do a couple of quick sponsorship things, reminding people that Performing Arts Insider is the Bible of Broadway, and find out about it at PerformingArtsInsider.com. Unit Minuteman Press, the Copy Kings of Broadway, 516-569-5577 for all your copying needs. MortgagesRock.com for uh, not only getting mortgages, but showing people, giving people Mortgages and financing that they need, and you getting the commission. MortgagesRock.com. And our fourth sponsor is... <laughs> our, our silent fourth sponsor is... Fancy Schmancy Balloons, ladies and gentlemen. 516-797-3229. Owned and operated by the one and only Jeffrey Goodman. Hey, Jeffrey, thank you for joining us. Oh... Jeffrey's being quiet at the moment, but I will tell you that if you have a bar mitzvah or a christening or still maybe some more graduation parties or other kinds of parties, he does centerpieces and balloons. He can also hook you up with the flower people and the DJ people. It's Fancy Schmancy Balloons, 516-797-3229. Okay, Jeff is still being quiet, so I will also do a couple of wrap-up things before we talk a little bit about the Tonys just like I did uh, with Simon Saltzman at the beginning of the show. Thank you so much 
to Simon. Um, we're going to give a big mazel tov and a shout out to my cousin Adam Pinkow and uh, his new, brand new wife, Marnie Rosenblum. Now, I guess, Mar- Marnie Pinkow. They were married at the Woodmere Country Club just last night, late last night, and I am still digesting the ridiculous amounts of food that I ate there. It was absolutely wonderful and delicious. And the, the one story that I do want to tell, the, the great, one of the great moments in history happened at this wedding. I mean, it, was, it was very well done. The band was terrific. A little, a little loud, but when people were dancing, they didn't care. And enormous amounts of food. And so the fathers get up and they do their little speeches. So the bride's father, Marnie's father, he gives a nice speech. Then my uncle, Lester, gets up and he starts doing this speech. And this this cool story about Adam, when he was 16 months old, and it was the first time he had been left alone to babysit. Bonnie, his wife, had gone out, left him with a newborn, and also the 16-month-old Adam. So he, everything's going fine, they're having dinner, and they're, they're watching TV, and he brings him upstairs, holding the baby in his arm, he reaches for Adam's hand, accidentally grabs it, doesn't, it slips out of his hand, and Adam tumbles all the way down the stairs, lands flat on his back, and lies motionless. And the thing that goes through my uncle's head is, oh my God, not the horror, the, the terror, the, the, the burial, the everything. It's, my wife is going to kill me. It's the first time I've been left alone with the kids, and this is what happens. But he comes down the stairs, and Adam's fine. But that was not the end of the story. Then he starts telling the more serious part, and, and wishing him well, and how much it means to be a father to Adam. And he's breaking down, you know, he's tearing up, and he's choking up, and it's very emotional. Meanwhile, in the table behind where my wife and I were sitting, um, this woman starts hacking up like a lung, and she's going, and she doesn't just do this once or twice. This continues for about two minutes while my uncle is giving this incredibly heartfelt speech. So I start laughing, and everybody at the table starts giggling because they're watching me, and it's like stereo. In one ear, you've got this very beautiful, sad speech, and then in the other ear, it's this woman going, Ah, and these are the priceless moments of our lives, ladies and gentlemen. But I wish a very long and happy married life. Three? A great moment in marital history and in my history of going to weddings, which I generally hate. That made the night for me. Someone hacking up a chicken? <laughs> so whatever, or the fish, which was fantastic, by the way. But whatever, I looked, they gave this person the Heimlich. I couldn't even look. I was trying to count Who was my uncle. And I don't even know. Some woman at, at the table was going, Bride's family, a groom's family. I don't... Well, I'll blame it on the bride's family, since it's not our there family. You go. Some old Jew was, was hawking and cooking. Anyway, I um, want to remind people a couple of quick things before Jeff and I get into the Tony stuff. Watch Jeff, me, and Charlie on YouTube. They put up our Tony Prediction Show. So you can see whether we got it right or you wrong. See how, just how wrong we are. Ah. Yes and no, yes and no. All you got to do is go to YouTube.com and type in Two on the Island. See a whole bunch of our, our shows or shows with Jeff and Charlie for the show that they do on Manhattan Cable Television, Two on the Isle. Reminding you that you can see two vintage Dave's Gone By episodes Saturday nights at 11. Back-to-back two episodes on DFSXRadio.com. Go there by my web through my website, davesgoneby.org. Or you could buy his website. I'm sure it's not Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it would be if somebody really wanted to buy it. And then uh, you can hear a bunch of shows free anytime at all, 24-7 at theaterpod.com. 
com. We'll also tell people that over the next couple of weeks... Well, you know what? We'll get to that. Let's get to the Tony stuff. So, Jeff, you watched the Tony Award stuff, yes, uh, the, the show, did. the whole show. The entire thing. Now, I was talking to Simon before. He said it was the best Tony show he's ever seen. No, it was not. Why not? I thought it was it was okay. It was like, you know, it was just a normal, average Tony. It wasn't the worst. It wasn't the best. I, I, of course, I think other times they've had more... It's more... It, there was not much of a string. It was... Very much a cut and paste, you know, cut and paste award show. You have a production number, then you have a couple of awards, production number, a couple of awards. I did not like the amount of time they gave to the Jersey Boys, nor did I think you had to have Fantasia sing a song from The Color Purple, just to really realize exactly how bad that music is. Ooh. Okay, yeah, see, Simon loved Fantasia. He said he was, she was amazing and... Uh but, it, but why are these old shows getting airtime? Is what right, you're saying? And, and they didn't even give airtime to the apple tree because they had it closed. Right. So you know, which is fine, but but why why? I mean, certainly, why the Jersey Boys have to come up and sing you know their own number from their own show and not incredibly well either, by the way. Was John Lloyd Young still yes, playing? He's still yes, in the yes. cast. Yeah, I, I Both guess. Tony winners from that show were in it. Well, that's such a hot show that the, the Tonys were looking for things that would draw people in. Remember, we were joking about that some of the presenters were, were actors on CSI? <laughs> were they there? Was Mark Helgenberger? Mark Helgenberger was there, yeah. I mean, what was she doing there? Well, she had been on Broadway. Oh, okay. You know, and my favorite presenter, though, of the night, did you ever see um, Ugly Betty? Ugly, but the TV show, yeah, sure. Well, the one, the kid who plays her, her uh, I guess, nephew, okay. the little kid, Yeah, he came in and he introduced Mary Poppins. He was hilarious. He must have been in Les Mis at some point. He must have been a guy Rosh know. or who, something. Who knows? But yeah, I don't think he's been on Broadway, but, it, you know, because he's just such a, a gay little child on the, in the <laughs> thing. Oh, man. And, and, and You're outing a seven-year-old. No, he no, must no, be so proud. No, he's like 12. Okay. Oh, even better. Just in front of his, his schoolmate. I didn't out him. Oh, he just he didn't there. out himself either. Okay, okay. Well, the person who I think did out himself was David Hyde Pierce. Well, he I don't think he was ever that closeted, but you're saying he thanked his... He thanked his partner, which, you know... Well, that was a good thing to do. Cut to... I, I thought it was great. I love it. I, 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 Bill T. Jones thanked his partner. Bill T. Jones, who, by the way, was on our Tony Awards special this past Monday. Yeah. Go, Bill! We have a Tony winner. And Bill is the first person I ever saw to not use the stairs when he got won his award. He jumped from the... He, he came down the aisle and then jumped up on stage. Leave it to a dancer. <laughs> or a dancer choreographer, absolutely. So he was, he was really terrific about it. What were your other impressions of the show? The show itself was like, okay. It was just okay. All right. I mean, I thought that they, you know... I, I, I laughed hysterically when they did the kind of montage from uh, Spring Awakening. Oh, so I, I remember, I didn't see that. I thought I they did um, the, the Bitch of Living. Well, they did the bitch of living, but then they turned it into. Then they did totally. No, this is what they what they did. They sang. They sang it. Yeah. And at the end, it was totally blank. To, or they just closed their mouths. What yes, <laughs> they they left out the word. They they left out that word, and they also left out uh, another word before that. Right. There, there was two bad words that they they, and just, they just sang the song sang without saying the words. It was so hilarious. Good for them. Good for them for going through singing that song. I, I wouldn't they even got a lot think of blah, 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 blahs. Right. Yeah, I can imagine. So that, that, was, that was cool. Um, yeah, and, and what about going through some of the, the nominations and how you felt about the awards? Well, I thought there was quite a few su surprises at the end. 
I thought that, well, of course, if you go down all the categories, um, you know, the most everyone knew Coast of the Utopia, Spring Awakening was going to win. Then, of course, Spring Awakening for book and lyrics and score. Um, Revival of Play, Journey's End was pretty, th- Company was pretty for Revival of Musical. Two and Only People Knew was going to win. Um, Frank Langella for Best uh, Actor in a Play. But Julie White, God bless her, pulled it out and Best Actress in a Play. That was pretty much a surprise. And a pretty funny speech. I thought she was great. Uh-huh. I, I thought she was great. I also enjoyed uh, Mary Louise Wilson, who I personally was hoping to win Best Speech at Me Actress too. in a Musical. She gave a great speech. She says, well, everyone has been so up to articulate when they win. She goes, so then she just went, She goes, you know, I, at first I thought I would have to, I, you know, it's something about people when they come up here, they think they've made a mistake. She goes, no, in this case, I don't think they did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Elaine Stritchy kind of a yeah, thing to it, say. It right. I mean, and because she's really, really a, a quite seasoned actress. And, and this is like, you know, 50th time on Broadway. Yeah, and also, well, I think most people might know her from Full Gallop, which was an off-Broadway hit, but never quite made it to... She was playing Diana Vreeland. That's yeah. maybe her most famous theater role in but, recent times. But she's a trem- tremendous actress, and it was great. Yeah. David Hyde Pierce winning, though, was really odd. A little surprising, but that category was kind of wide open. I was rooting was, for Raul Esparza. It was so tight, and I think that he was, like, the least likely to win. Yeah, well, they had ga- when I say wide open, I mean, any one of them had some kind of dark except horse shot. Except for David Hyde No, no, except for the uh, for Michael Cerberus. I don't think people like Love Music very much. Love Music's going to be in some trouble now. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I think it's a limited run anyway, but, but now it's got nothing to go on. Um, as I said, off mic, Mary Poppins only got the set design. Yeah, but Mary Poppins still has Disney, and it has Mary Poppins to work on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I, and I bet they did a nice, big, splashy production number that made them look really... Uh... Uh, they did okay. The production numbers weren't as good as I'd expect them to be. Although, when, when Christine Ebersole did Around the World, it was like, you know... Was that great? Uh, what You know, because she, she did the whole thing, and the opening she was, Ma, you all look good. Yeah. You know, I, and just... Just tremendous. Just yeah. Goosebump time. She's I can so tremendous in that role. And I, um, Simon had said that, unfortunately, as wonderful as it works in the, in the production of Company, um, the solo at the piano of Being Alive no, didn't have to work. Because it's not a big... Uh, the Tonys are made for big production numbers. Yeah. And, and Being Alive is such an introspective, slow number. You, you have to understand that it's after the freneticism of the whole right. show. Yeah. You know, or, or you know, no, because it happened on a morning show uh, about two weeks ago. They also had the do You could drive a person yeah. crazy. They brought out the three girls with it, and it just sounded awful. I mean, the, the the instruments were slightly off pitch, and it just didn't happen. And I was like, oh darn! People are just not going to get it from watching this on TV. Yeah, no, company did not come off that well. I don't think any show really particularly came off well. Mary Poppins might have been. Well, Spring Awakening, I'm assuming it must have been pretty exciting. Um, it really? was only funny for me because I knew it. It's like, you know, they started off with Mama Who Bore Me. You yeah. know. Why didn't they just do the bitch of living and, and leave it at um, that? That's such they, an they, exciting they number. Just, uh, Mama Who Bore Me, you know, started out with the slow version and went into the kind of neat version with all the girls. Because I think they wanted to use the entire cast, honestly. Oh. And then the bitch of living just has the men in it. The boys in the cast, and then uh, and then it went into totally. Okay, so they did a medley thing. I'm uh, I don't know if that exactly, was exactly you know as 
terribly a good idea there. And and I just think that it didn't matter. Spring Awakening is now going to be something. Well, they, Spring Awakening took eight Tony Awards tonight. Yes. And then um, Coast of Utopia took seven. We were a little surprised. Six, I think Coast of Utopia took I, I, six or seven. But um, are you surprised by the sweepage on both uh, counts? No, not at all. I thought that I thought that the sweep was was deserved and it was expected. Um, I'm very happy for Grey Gardens. They won three. They won Best Actor, Actress and Best Supporting Actress, as well as Costume Designs. All three well-deserved, and that should run for a while. I think Inherit the Wind not winning anything is going to be in trouble, too. We talk about shows that are in trouble. Of all things, one of the winnings, Journey's End, closed, so that's not going to help much. Uh, talk Radio has a, a limited run. Um, a Chorus Line Rumor didn't pick up anything, uh, so that might not help that. At all, although not even being nominated was uh, Les Mis. And of oh. course, your two and only beat out my Kiki and Herb. Well, of course. It did. did you really think Kiki and Herb had any kind of shock? Well, no, he probably knew that yeah, they did. a little bit. But I'm glad they gave two and only. But, it was a nice uh, show. Who was, I forgot who gave, the not, who gave the award. He did a great job. He goes, I just want you to know I have the best award, the most important award of the night, because not only does it, ha- it has to be two very big things. It has to be special, and it has to be an event. <laughs> <laughs> and only two two things qualify. Oh. It was hilarious. That's neat. It, it was a very, very good way of putting it. And then, you know, of course, uh, he came out, and he gave a nice acceptance speech. And he thanked everyone. He thanked everyone who could not be nominated because it was a special event. Oh, right. Which I thought was great. You know, he was. You well, know. they could have popped year of magical thinking into sort of special. I didn't think it was very special, but. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what I thought. You yeah. know, but obviously they thought it was a play. Well, all right, but uh, you weren't bored. You said it wasn't the greatest Tony Awards, the 61st annual Tony Awards. And, and, and what they yeah. did do, they did the smart thing. They let Angela Lansbury open and close it. Oh, that's Even nice. though she didn't, she didn't host it, and she made it very clear she wasn't hosting. It. I mean, she didn't want to. She's, you know. No, she made it clear she wasn't hosting it. And okay. Which, you know, I don't know if, how she felt about that, but she's always, you know, the trooper. Well, it, it is very pop. Maybe she just felt she didn't want that responsibility was her choice, or did she? It was. was she it was also very uneven. They did, of all things, they they did, um, you know, the like this big Tony remembering thing, well, and they only did one spot. They did only the spot where Billy Crystal opened the uh, Tonys. He goes, and now your host, and Billy Crystal pops out instead of um, the guy from Boy from Oz. Oh, um, <laughs> whatever his name is. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, okay. And and that's the only thing they did. It was like there was one Tony memory in the whole thing. Oh, well, you know what that sounds like. That sounds like some somebody else ran overtime with a speech. No, no, it's actually they they seem to have run under. Because at one point before commercial, they must have run under because they said, let's see who wins Best Actor. And they gave out all the five nominees for Best Actor, like as a, as a coming attractions thing. Oh, okay. It was weird. Well, you know, time you judge as best you I can. I know, but it was, it was just things. That's why I'm surprised that... that uh, well, they gave out... I mean, I was checking that periodically. That's Stahl. I keep wanting to call him Stahl. <laughs> Simon. No, but Simon I, wanted, thought yeah. this was the best ever because... I thought it was very uneven. It wasn't dull, but no. it was certainly uneven. And, you know, I didn't think the awards were given out. Well, what happened was I was checking periodically the, the websites. Mm-hmm. You know, the Tonys ran from 8 till till 11. So Broadway.com was posting the winners as they came up. And the first 
by 8.30, mm-hmm. all the design... I mean, there were about 11 awards already well, given out. Well, that's because from 7 to 8, they gave out all yeah. the six Tony Awards. They gave out the... the they gave out, no, I'm sorry. They gave out seven. They gave out the six design awards, and they gave out the best orchestrations. Right. From 7 to, to 8. So they only had a certain number to do after 8 o'clock. Right. No, but what I'm saying is... And then what happened was by the last hour, there weren't that many awards to give out left. So that's no. why I guess they could drag out that's, time a little bit. Yeah. And that's why they put on Fantasia. Well, speaking of dragging... Well, no, I'm sure they had that planned. You don't just say, hey, Fantasia, they found her on 45th Street. <laughs> Can you get dressed real quick when you oh, some time? Oh, 45th Street. The, the guy who did the special event, he goes, and, and by the way, the Tony voters don't vote for best special event. They're both fighting each other in the alley right now. Let's see who wins. <laughs> hey, well, we're all winners here. Speaking of fighting it out in an alley. Yeah, speaking of, no, 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 no. We, we gotta, we've got to wrap things up here but on this uh, Dave's Gone By Overtime edition. I want to thank the gospel folks for giving us a little bit of extra time here tonight because we had so much to do. Thank you again to Christine Petty, our wonderful guest. Thank you to Simon Saltzman from the Outer Critics Circle and to Peter Fitzgerald, the one and only Peter. Um, well, not the one and only Peter he deals with, but we'll enough of that. Now, coming up in the next weeks on this program, some really cool stuff. We've got Father's Day is next Sunday, June 17th. So I'm going to have a little talk with my dad on kind of the one side of the fatherly spectrum. And then I'll be interviewing the author of a biography called... Life, no, not Life Will Kill You. Ooh, I'm forgetting the name of the myography, but the, the, um, the subject is Warren Zevon, and it's written by his ex-wife slash widow. They've been divorced for many years before his death. And she goes into every awful aspect of his life and behavior. Warren Zevon, um, it's quite a book. So, and, and she'll be discussing all the, the warts and all. And it, I, some of the things I could not believe that this man got away with just because he was a musician and people enable amazing stuff. We'll be talking to Crystal Zevon next Sunday, June 17th. Then June 24th, I'll be back from Las Vegas and talking to Frank Scoblet. He's America's leading authority and and most best-selling author, I should say. Most best-selling? Most best-selling. It's late. I'm tired. I had a wedding last night. Um, We heard. And there was a woman choking up a chicken behind you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's good. That's, I'll be I'll be my uncle Lester, and you be uh, you be the woman. Adam, I just want to. Say, <laughs> it's so meaningful <laughs> for me to be your your father. I don't want to lose okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. We've done it. Okay, we gotta get out of here. And then um, sometime coming up soon, we also have cabaret legend. Julie Wilson. Ooh, that sounds like fun. That is going to be fun. But first things first, next Sunday, June 17th, 2007, we will be back with the next episode, the 226th episode of Dave's Gone By. Until then, don't miss your days going by. This is Dave Lefkowitz. And Jeff 225 Goodman. Wishing you good night. And gone by. I dreamed there was an angel who could hear me through the wall As I cried out like in Latin, this is so not life at all Help me out, out of this nightmare, then I heard her silver call She said, just give it time, kid, I come to one and all She said, give me that hand, please, and the itch you can't control Let me teach you how to handle all the sadness in your soul Oh, we'll work that silver magic, then we'll aim it
my days at the piano with my teacher and a breast. And the music's like the one thing I can even get it all. And the rest, I mean, God, please just let those apples fall. Like so.